Wretched Radio begins in 3, 2, 1. To convince a child to keep walking, try switching roles with them. Let the child play the role of the parent. They'll immediately do what you want them to do. You are raising in your home people that the Bible is very clear about their status. They need to be converted. Not just a conformity of their behavior. They need a transforming encounter with the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is the ultimate priority. It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Frios. Jimmy. Yes? Not sure we're going to have a show today. Wait! Oh, that humanity. We got a show! There's breaking news! There's a catastrophe every place! And good thing, otherwise, how would we be able to do cable news or a podcast without it? (laughs) This is Wretched Radio. Let's get to some of the breaking news, shall we? A lot of it featuring our current Roman Catholic president who wore ashes on his forehead uh, for Ash Wednesday, got scolded by, I think, five, maybe six Roman Catholics who said, wait a second, you're pro-abortion, but you are trying to act like a good Catholic. The two are incompatible. They, of course, were drowned out by millions of other Roman Catholic voices who apparently aren't all that concerned about hypocrisy or consistency. Uh, Texas, rather interesting, lot of skirmishes regarding the transgender issue. Can Jimmy, can we still use the word issue? I don't think so. Okay, never mind. So the whole <laughs> transgender thingy-ma-bob kind of heating up in Texas, a recent ruling stating um, we think it's child abuse. <laughs> the state's attorney general, Ken Paxton, designated puberty blockers and the castration of children. The castration of children, child abuse. Under state law, Governor Greg Abbott decided to investigate parents who allow their gender-confused children to undergo such procedures. And why wouldn't we? Doesn't the government already have child protective services when they fear that a child is in danger because of bad parents? The issue that this boils down to must not be ignored because it seems that the president is making an effort to do what liberal folks tend to do, and that is chin boogie. Change the subject. Label this as government overreach to the extreme. Okay, he said, this is government overreach at its worst. That's not the issue. The issue is, what are we doing to children? What are we doing to little boys and little girls We still have laws. Maybe these need to go away, too. I don't know how we can tell a kid you can't get your license until you're 16. You can't go to war until you're 18. You can't drink until you're 21. They're able to make a decision about their gender gender at the age of two. It seems to me that if they're going to be consistent, there shouldn't be any rules for kids. But we know better than that. This is child abuse. Letting a confused child go about the business of consuming tons of chemicals to alter the way that their body behaves and then physically mutilating them. It's interesting. Was in the grocery store the other night. Grapes are good again. I don't know what happened. We went through a season of bad grapes. The grapes seem to be back in supply. Friel, we didn't ask for grocery commentary, but I can't help it. My name is Todd. And I'm a grape addict. I don't put a 
crispy bowl in front of me if you want any left, because I'm just telling you, grapes are good for you. At the store, walking through the checkout aisle, and Time Magazine was doing another 50th anniversary deal to try to generate some sales, I'm sure. And this was the anniversary. I don't know if it was 50th, 40th, whatever, 40th, whatever, 30th, 40th, I guess. MASH going off the air. So let's do kind of a a little survey history of the movie to the TV show and the different characters, but one. There was somebody. Jimmy, I don't know if you could guess who this is. Do you know who was missing? There were tons of pictures of Hawkeye and Radar and the different colonels. Do you know who might have been missing? I have no clue. I never watched MASH. Huh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So we need to investigate your parents for child abuse. I think so. Not letting you watch the <laughs> MASH thing. I think I was pretty busy during those years. I think I was away at school during those years, and I don't recall watching it a lot either. But I do remember one Corporal Klinger. This was the ongoing bit every single episode. Had Corporal Klinger seeking to get sectioned, aided, section aided, section eight, section to get kicked out of the army because he thought that he was a woman. So he was constantly wearing women's clothing. Ha ha. That was the joke. I've pondered. I wonder if they can even show MASH reruns. Well, apparently they're going to have to edit them because I couldn't find one picture of Corporal Klinger in this magazine. Could it have been there? I was in a bit of a hurry. I don't know what was going on at the grocery store last night. It was very unusual. They had a number of cashiers working. So we got through pretty fast. Otherwise, I could have read the whole thing cover to cover on a normal day at my local grocery store. Nothing. Not that. Why? Because you can't do that. You can't do that. And it is failing to zero in on what I think is the heart of the issue. It shouldn't be as much a political conversation, government overreach. Yeah, you've got parental issues going on here. Those are important. But I think the big issue is what are we doing to children? Are you kidding me? We are letting children make these life-altering decisions? Honestly, if Romans 1 could could jump out of the Bible any more ferociously than it does regarding this day that we are living in. Unbelievable. So the president stating this is the worst overreach ever. Like so many anti-transgender attacks. Hmm. Remember that, please. Anti-transgender attacks. That'll apply to another story we have from Texas. Like so many anti-transgender attacks proliferating in states across the country, the governor's actions callously threatened to harm children and their families just to score political points. You mean you don't want the government checking out what we're doing with children when it comes to castration? You're that That's okay. All right. That's just... These actions are terrifying many families in Texas and beyond, and they must stop. I just find it a little bit ironic he would call it government overreach. (laughs) That would be precisely what he's doing right there. By the way, just in case you had forgotten, at the State of the Union address, I watched it for about 15 minutes. That's, That's all I could do. In the State of the Union, Roman Catholic Joe Biden vows to protect women's rights 
lamenting that the constitutional right affirmed by Roe v. Wade, standing precedent for a half a century, is under attack as never before. Good. I hope it is. This summer, I think, is the court case hearing. We probably won't hear from the fall, but it will be a biggie. However, right after saying that, he also added his concern for transgender youth. To our younger transgender Americans, I'll always have your back as your president. So you can be yourself and reach your, hold on, if you're driving, just put 10 and 4, 10 and 2, hands on the wheel. This is going to, this could cause an accident. I'll always have your back as your president so you can be yourself and reach your God-given potential. Okay. All righty then. Okay. In the meantime, in Texas, there was a bit of a brouhaha. Do you remember the fellow? He made national news because he didn't want his former wife to do these things to his son. He lost. He spent apparently a million dollars. He's now running for office in Texas. He was appearing at the University of North, North Texas where he got attacked because, <laughs> you know, liberalism means free speech. Protesters at UNT denounced a concerned father who wants to stop the gender transition of his son as a fascist. Um, just trying to help my liberal friends. If you overuse a word, it really has no currency. It really loses its power. Kind of, kind of tired of the fascist label and forced the student organizer of a lecture to hide in a closet amidst threats to her safety. Yeah, that's freedom of speech right there. The young conservatives of Texas, they invited him on to the campus to speak. The protesters expressed outrage at Younger's, that's the fellow's last name, opposition to the efforts to promote the gender transitioning of children, pounded on the table at the lecture and clapped their hands as they chanted, bleep you, fascist. <sighs> Heckling of the fellow continued throughout the speech. A few hundred protesters gathered outside the building, holding signs and chanting. You guessed it. It involved the F-bomb. Younger remarked after a protester screamed in his face, this is what leftist politics looks like, as another protester set off a noisemaker. Well, that's pretty cool. They had additional police there. And the woman who was organizing it, the young lady who organized it, had to be evacuated. I received violent threats and constant harassment leading up to the event that was targeted by Antifa protesters. They separated me from my police escort, and I ended up hiding in a janitor closet. Finally gets ushered off of the campus. She is safe, thankfully. President Biden heard about this. Well, actually, we, we don't know if he heard about this because he hasn't commented on this aspect of the trans. The, the what are we calling it now? The the issue. The issue. That's right. The the thingy issue. People's <laughs> speech. It was so fun while it lasted. This is Wretched Radio. Just pretend that I'm interviewing Paul Marty, the executive director of Tomorrow Clubs, kids clubs all throughout Eastern Europe. And I've asked him about the value of the Tomorrow Club partnership with Wretched, and he responded like this. 
You know, I want to be sure that your audience knows how powerfully God has used our partnership with Wretched. With your help, we've seen thousands of kids come to Christ, whole families saved, communities transformed, and churches revived all across the former Soviet nations that we serve. Thank you, Paul. I'll talk to you later. Thank you very much. If you have been supporting Tomorrow Clubs, wow, thousands and thousands of kids getting saved, families getting saved, churches revitalized. If you are not a supporter of a Tomorrow Club, please visit tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched and join in this joint effort to save souls. Tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched. Hey, thanks for listening to Wretched Radio today. So what do you get when you mix a group of Gen Z college students and a group of biblical experts together with 2,000-year-old questions? Well, of course, you get Road Trip to Truth. John Favares has hit the road on a quest to find answers to life's biggest questions like environmentalism, social Darwinism, the deadly impact of pornography, and the dangers of agnosticism. Those are just a few of the topics covered in Season 2 of Road Trip to Truth, which is available now at roadtriptotruth.org. Season 1 is also available, along with study guides for each season and a homeschool curriculum. Road Trip to Truth helps your children better understand questions from the world from a biblical perspective, and it will help you learn how to witness more effectively to this generation. So grab your copy of Season 1 and 2 of Road Trip to Truth at roadtriptotruth.org. Wretched, amazing grace, amazing gospel. So there you are on your Googler machine trying to find a restaurant. What do you look for? Ratings and reviews. If it gets lots of stars, positive reviews, chances are pretty good you're going to go there. Question, would you be inclined to go to a restaurant that had a 98% approval rating and rave reviews? I suspect you would. MetaShare, Affordable Biblical Health Sharing has a 98% approval rating. 400,000 members strong, sharing one another's health care bills, saving billions of dollars over the years, saving families on average $500 a month. And 98% of the members of MediShare give it a hearty thumbs up. I encourage you to call them and see if MediShare is right for you and your family. 1-844-34-BIBLE. 1-844-34-BIBLE for MediShare. Books of the Bible Philippians was written by Paul from a Roman prison. It is often called the Epistle of Joy for its encouraging tone. In this letter, Paul encourages the Philippians to live in a manner worthy of the gospel by steadfastness and humility in Christ and cheerful obedience to God who is working in us to bring about His good pleasure. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Is this story worth mentioning? No. Am I going to? Yes. Yes, I am. This is Wretched Radio. This is one of those throwaway stories, but it still just keeps gnawing at me because I don't know what this fellow's news source is, but there's a pastor in Texas, quote, I am 99% sure Russia is not invading Ukraine. Hmm. You know, I'm going to have to go with the 1% on this one because unless, of course, the same people who produced the fake moon landing have orchestrated an awful lot of destruction, at least wink, wink, apparently, in Ukraine, 
It looks like they've actually invaded. They've definitely invaded. By the way, more people still continuing to say this is Gog and Magog from Ezekiel 38 and 39. Here's, here is, okay, I, I realize this is a little bit heady, but um, the correct theological response is no. No, it's not. Just not Russia in view because that's not what the book of Ezekiel is actually about, but just the same. Now, does the book of Ezekiel tell us that Israel is going to be attacked one day in the future? Yeah, it sure does. It's going to be a big ugly, but there's nothing in the book of Ezekiel or Daniel or Revelation that identifies geopolitics. This, these people who make a living doing this to the Bible, they, they could be in business every millennia, every century. They, they could, this is middle ages. Ah, 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 you know, okay, here's what you, you got. Genghis Khan, Genghis Khan is Gog, and then Rome is Magog or something like that. It's just, it's just not the way to read the book. Speaking of Ukraine, incidentally, last week, boy, did a lot of people tag me on this, and I'm very glad that you did. I really am. I was sent a story, a link to a USA Today article that said that Jewish people were being told they have to register in Ukraine. Ooh, I should have looked at the date. That was from 2014. So that story is not up to speed or accurate. Now, that doesn't mean that Jewish discrimination isn't going on over there. And it doesn't mean that Vladimir Putin and the Russian Orthodox Grand Pooba. What's the name of the Eastern Orthodox guy who runs the ship? The Pooba? Grand uh, Pooba. Yeah, I think so. Okay. The Grand Pooba of Eastern Orthodoxy. What is the name of that? I got to know. Would you please look at yeah. Can you Google this? I will. All right. I will. We, it's one. It's going to be like it's. It, it's going to be like an earworm. I'll be. I'll be spending the rest of my day going. Uh, Tsar. No, that's not it. Tevya. No, that's not it either. He's a fiddler on the roof. No, that's not it either. So my apologies for getting that wrong. Thank you for correcting me. If you ever hear things that need correcting. Please send it to idea at wretched.org. And as long as we're in Ukraine, received an email today from Paul Todges, T-A-U-T-G-E-S. He's a biblical counselor. He writes a number of works for Shepherd's Press. And speaking of Shepherd's Press, wow, have I been, I think I read this book years ago because it came out years ago. It's a Shepherd's Press publication called When Sinners Say I Do. It's so good. It's really good. If, if you're looking for uh, like premarital books or you're married and things just aren't quite as rosy as you had anticipated, this book will just reframe the way that you view marriage. It is just excellent. You, I'm, I, I began reading it. The forward, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah, I remember how I used to behave. Oh, did I ever used to do... It's a, it's a really helpful book. Paul Todges is one of the writers for Shepherd's Press, and he decided to share a psalm to combat anxiety in a time of war. Whether you're in Ukraine or not, we could all use a little bit of a combating of anxiety because there's a lot that can cause you to be anxious these days. 
And Paul, in this particular article, although he could do it regularly, if you've ever read any of the Psalms of David where he's talking about being attacked and bad guys are out there and Lord, deal with my enemies, and you kind of went, don't know what that has to do with me. It has a lot to do with you because you feel pressure, whether it's an army or it's a really nasty boss, whatever it, whatever can be can be bear claws that get into you that cause you to be consternated. You can run to these psalms. So here is for your consideration Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? If you're anxious regularly, remember that verse. Memorize that verse. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Oh, oh my God. I'm going to do a paraphrase of this. Jimmy, I think it's time. I think I've got myself a million-dollar idea here. Okay. Yeah, rather than writing something like liberal and and bonkers, I'm I'm not thinking of the message or anything. I'm just saying. Rather than doing that to the Bible, how's about reading the Bible with the emphasis that I think the text demands? Wow. So this, this would be this would be. An, an example of that. The Lord is my light and my salvation. <laughs> Who am I going to fear? <laughs> kind of the import of that right there. The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Twice he mentions fear. And his solution is not to spend time studying the danger. It's not that he was unaware of it, but his focus was turned toward God. And that is where he found his comfort. That is where he found his anxiety relief. In gaining the perspective that God is on my side, God is for me. Who can be against me? There's another one. I'll I'll just, I think we're on to something, Jimmy. We just need to spend some time recording this. Okay. If the Lord is for you, (laughs) who can be against you? That's perfect. I think I'm nailing this, to be honest with you. One thing that I have asked of the Lord, that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. I want to make sure that you don't fall into a mystical ditch, a watchman knee ditch, a contemplative ditch, where somehow every single second you're in tune with the knowledge that God is near I just don't see that as being biblical. I don't see it as being practical. I don't even see it as being safe because you're going to be walking around pretty oblivious to a lot of dangers. I think that we are supposed to be dedicating our days, checking in with the Lord as we receive blessings and bounty from where whatever the, the earthly source is. We recognize it came from our heavenly Father's hand. And we thank him for that. We are aware of that. We are working unto him, praying to him throughout the day. That is, I think, the biblical pattern as opposed to, sorry, oh, sorry. I was just being mindful of the Lord's presence. Forgot to do this thing right here. Jimmy, you find out what the name of the Eastern Orthodox, this is going to be so embarrassing because I know the patriarch? The uh, Archbishop uh, Archbishop of Constantinople. Constantinople is yep, that? That's it. No, but the Russian. No, there's. But there's. That I was you're looking for? No, I don't think so. I mean, I'm sure there is an Archbishop of Constantinople. Yeah, but I, the Ecumenical Patriarch. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. 
I think they've got they've got an it's it's, it's kind of a papish name. <laughs> <laughs> Back to Psalm twenty seven. We'll continue our extensive research on Eastern Orthodoxy for you. This is from Paul Todges. Six times in the whole of the psalm, he identifies the basis of his fear. See if these hit your world. Evildoers, adversaries, armies at war, enemies, false witnesses. Got any of those? Run to the Lord. Turn to him. Let him be your strong tower. Run into him. He is your stronghold. He is your safety. When the world appears to be crashing in, stop. Remember, God is sovereign. He is for you. Who can be against you? You know what? I'm anxious to see pastors actually utilize this new version of the Bible. That should be fun to watch that go down. He turns to his only help, crying out to God. In fear's grip, biblical faith doesn't look only to promises of future deliverance, but to assurances of present protection. Faith cripples the power of our fear when our focus and affection become singular in the Lord. Question for you. This is this is the type of exercise that will actually help you get a Bible verse embedded into your DNA. It'll, it'll move your knowledge about God being a strong tower into your heart so that you can find comfort. Question, do you, like David, have confidence that God is on your side? I know. You're going to give the quick answer. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. No, hold on. Just think about this. Because if you're still getting anxious, you're believing that, but you're not believing that. And you need to know this is true, that God is for you. God is fully aware of your situation. God knows where your family is. He knows the danger that they are in. And God loves you. And all of his purposes are for you, not against you. Maybe just maybe taking the time today to meditate on that will help your anxiety. This is Wretched Radio. This is Wretched Radio, and I'm Jimmy Hicks. I was prepared to share a disturbing story about sex ed summer camp for 8 to 10 year olds. But as I read through the story, I could not find a person or group responsible. So I clicked on a registration link, but the registration was password protected. I guess this sex ed summer camp for 8 year olds is invitation only. All I could find was the name Ashley at the top of the event page, and it was a link. So I clicked it, and this rabbit trail is even more disturbing than the original story. Past events hosted puberty basics for grades 3 through an intro to human sexuality for kindergarten, first, and second graders. And it gets stranger and more disturbing from there, but how in the world any parent could want their child anywhere near this Ashley is beyond me. As not to be pointed out, this lady is a literal groomer. Okay, so let's examine a real-world example of CRT in action. In Fort Lauderdale, Florida, the city hired an openly gay police chief. But that's not the issue. According to reports, not long after assuming the post, the new chief reportedly pointed to hanging photos of his command staff and said, quote, that wall is too white and I'm going to change it. And he kept his promise as he implemented a minority-first employment hiring process and made every employment decision based solely on race. One report indicated when deciding between two individuals for a promotion, the chief asked, quote, which one is blacker? This is CRT in full view. Thankfully, the police chief has been relieved of his duties. 
Here's a fun story. The conservative governor of Utah, who apparently identifies as a liberal these days, recently shared with the AP that he plans to veto a bill passed by the Utah state legislature that would ban biological males from competing in female sports. He doesn't really give a valid reason for his position, but in Governor Spencer Cox's mind, it's a-okay for men pretending to be girls to play female sports. And of course he would think that's okay. I mean, he's a Democrat pretending to be a Republican, so this isn't a stretch for him at all. But this very same issue has been handled much differently in Iowa, where Governor Kim Reynolds signed HB 2416 into law last week, making it a requirement that anyone playing on a female sports team be a biological female. That makes Iowa the 11th state to pass such a law that most of us would never have imagined 20 years ago would be necessary. But today, what's up is down, and what's down has left. A teenager in Florida has filed a discrimination lawsuit for bullying, but it's not a lawsuit against a person, but rather his former school. Nicholas Ortiz says officials and students of his former school, Mater Academy, mistreated and bullied him for being a believer and bringing his Bible to school. It's bad enough that kids have to deal with bullying from other kids, but when school officials join in all because a kid loves Christ, that makes this all so loathsome. More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Titles of Christ In the Bible, Jesus is given many titles that teach us about who He is and what He has done. Jesus is called the firstborn. Jesus was the firstborn from death, resurrected that we may have life, and He is the firstborn over all creation, the preeminent Son, through whom we are adopted as sons and daughters of God the Father. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. If this observation is accurate, this is really good news. This is Wretched Radio. Chuck Lawless writing a piece for the Christian. Hold on. Hold on. I can read the fine print. I washed my glasses. Okay, not every pair, but I can see through this particular pair. This is, oh, mychristiandaily.com. Headline, in 25 years as a pastor, the eight changes in young people I've seen. Okay, we want to make sure that we understand the next generation. Why? Not to contextualize, as we commonly call, tweaking and changing theology, the gospel, watering down God. No, but understanding your audience. We see Paul doing that. It is okay for us to understand people. We want to be wise about how we present the gospel. It would be silly to go to Alaska and find some people who maybe do not have access to the internet and just read Psalm 23 and say, the Lord is my shepherd. He defends his sheep. He's got a rod and he's got a staff and he le- they're going to be, what? Oh, you don't have shepherds here. Let me explain to you this. That's just being aware. It doesn't mean we change and we alter and we tweak it and we use a movie clip to make our point. We want to understand our audience. And if Chuck Lawless is accurate, in his because these are anecdotal observations, well, I'm encouraged. Number one way that the whippersnappers have changed. They show a stronger desire to be a part of a multi-generational church. I find that fascinating and hopeful because what I've observed 
is that young people are bombarded these days to cast off anything that is six months older than them. That's fuddy-duddy. That's old school. That's archaic. It's Neanderthalic. It's not progressive, and it's not on the right side of history. Parents are dum-dums. Adults are knuckleheads. Your boss doesn't know what he's talking about. That's the generation that is growing up right now, and they are receiving those messages constantly. Chuck Lawless saying, actually, they desire multi-generational churches. Churches. They genuinely want to hang out with older people and learn from them. They don't see older believers as old-fashioned. They see them as wise. Well, I hope that's true. It isn't easy trying to download wisdom into youth. I think it needs to be done smartly. But if you've got an entire generation who doesn't want wisdom, they've got wisdom blockers on their ears, it's really tough. And it's really hard for us to do it without kind of coming across know-it-all-ish. Because we do. <laughs> I mean, if you're talking to somebody who's 16 and you're 60, you're doing the math in your head and going, um, I've actually been an adult for more decades than they've been alive. That's true. How you import that information to them needs to make sure that it doesn't have the accompanying baggage of, yeah, I'm smarter than you. That isn't always easy. Number two, change in the youth. They want mentors to help them walk with Christ and lead their families. Chuck Lawless said, requests for a mentor are some of the most common requests I hear among young people today. They know they need guidance in life. Well, that's interesting. So here's what you've got. You've got young people desiring to be discipled. You've got a bunch of older people who are receiving a different message on the other end of the spectrum. Oh, don't worry. They overhear adults are stupid. Old people, well, they're worthless. If you're not young and beautiful, you ain't happening. Oh, they hear that message. But they also hear the message of you're just not needed. Church is about the youth and the next generation. No, it's not. It's about every generation. And this, to me, would be an opportunity for older people who maybe think there's no purpose for me in my local church anymore. You might be really wrong, and that should be good news. Maybe you could figure out a way to find out which one of these youths in your church, they do want discipleship. They are open to it. There are some kids like that. I don't know how many, but there are some. And you could be discipling them because they actually want it. And it also sounds from Chuck like young adults. They're getting married. They are suddenly realizing, oh, is this what everybody was talking about when two sinners say I do? Oh, now I get it. You know, there's a difference between gnosko and epigonosko. Gnosko is you know something. I know that marriage is challenging because you've got two sinners in a box. But then you get married and you epigonosco, you really know, you experientially know, you to the core know, whoa, are there two sinners in this box? No. That recognition will only take you so far because we have a tendency, of course, to identify the other sinner in the house as the one who's the problem. It's just not the way it works. Biggest problem in the house, voo. You can't change your spouse. Let's be honest, we can barely change ourselves. That's hard enough. 
getting your spouse to behave the way that you want, furthermore, without having a compass that says this is about godliness, not just obedience or doing things that are my preference. Now, this is about growing together in a one flesh union to get to the celestial city together, loving Jesus Christ more. That's the direction of a marriage. And we do well to recognize um, I'm the problem and I need to work on me and encourage my spouse to come along with what the Lord is teaching me. There's a lot of young people who apparently don't know that and they're willing to listen if you're willing to lovingly share with them. Number three, big changes in the youth. They are less relational in a face-to-face way. Well, that's kind of tricky. Why? Because they're texting. We get that. It's all social media. They're carrying on conversations with nobody in the room. It's a little harder for them to do face-to-face stuff. And furthermore, I'm telling you, communication is changing. It's regressing. We are going back to grunts and clicks. I I can't tell you how often I will hear two younger folks talking and I'm I'm not an English scholar but I speak the language and sentences should have subjects and verbs direct objects indirect objects adverbial phrases prepositional phrases something hey man dude like Netflix right um what do, what do you, I don't understand, but they do. Makes it a challenge, even as they say that they'd like us to be communicating to them. Number four, they are more open to attending churches with tra- traditional worship styles. They like a return to yesterday, a retro experience in worship, as long as it's done well. They even like hymns if they are theologically strong and well sung. That's encouraging. I have to tell you, if a local church, they, they want to do the contemporary worship deal, then you do that. That's, there's no law. But wow, wouldn't it be great if more and more churches went back to, I don't know, choirs and bigger orchestration that sounded loftier with hymns that have been sung for generations? Wouldn't that be Groovy. Number five, they're more open to serving with churches in the Bible Belt. I didn't quite get this one, but apparently the point of it is that they're more willing to go home to their hometown to return and do ministry work there because they see it as a mission. Number six, they're more willing to ask their questions, even if those questions suggest doubt or wondering. Don't let it throw you if you're leading a Sunday school or youth group and they ask questions. They, they're just more comfortable doing it. And that's actually a good thing because it's better to know what they're thinking than to guess what they're thinking or to assume that they're thinking right thoughts about God. They live in a culture that questions almost everything Christian. They want to know why we believe what we do and do what we do, including why we trust the Bible is God's word. We've just always believed that way doesn't work for them. This would be a good time for a, just a, lowly talk show host to promote Road Trip to Truth seasons one and two with study guides that deal with all of these issues that allow them to ask questions. But I'm not that, so I'm not going to tell you it's available at wretched.org. Number seven, they're less informed about what's happening around the world. Number eight, 
They prioritize time with genuine life-on-life small groups. They really dig that because they feel like they're doing life together, which is probably why we hear so many young people go, we just got to get back to the first century, man, where we just, it's about Jesus and we just live together. Well, we didn't just live together. We still had jobs. There was still plenty of fighting in the church, clearly. But if they're desiring to to really be in relationship, that is a that is an excellent thing. We're the only ones who can provide something that great. So many kids come from crummy families, and the family of God could embrace them and welcome them and encourage them to get to work for the kingdom because that's another observation I've heard a lot of people say. This generation, they want to, they want to work for something. They want to do something. They want an assignment. They want a cause that's bigger than themselves. Hey, what do you know? All that and so much more available in the local Christian church. This is Wretched Radio. Get ready, because we are finally less than a month away from the debut of Transformed, our latest TV offering, which will be like nothing else seen on Christian TV. With Transformed, you will be a fly on the wall as you witness real biblical counseling sessions that tackle issues like anxiety, OCD, depression, phobias, and trauma. These are real people with real issues being offered real solutions. You won't see a secular counseling session offering band-aids like medication or years of weekly visits, but you will see a biblical counselor providing biblical solutions that will help to solve a person's issues with the Bible. Biblical counseling is the only counseling that can provide real hope and help a person go from brokenness to wholeness. Hosted by Dr. Greg Gifford, an assistant professor of biblical counseling at the Masters University, and Dale Johnson, the executive director of the Association of Biblical Counselors. Transformed, coming April 1st. Be careful. Be very, very careful, my cold-hearted conservative friend, because this just might melt your heart if you are a supporter of preborn.org slash wretched, providing ultrasounds, ultrasound machines, and sonograms. Careful, this might just melt your heart. That sonogram changed my life. I went from just Candace to mom. Thank you to everybody that has given these gifts. You guys are giving more than money. You guys are giving love. You're giving love when you support preborn because a mommy sees a baby in the womb, courtesy of an ultrasound machine, and 80% of the time keeps the baby. $28 an ultrasound, or perhaps you might be of the means to provide an actual ultrasound machine if you can. Oh, they need them, and they'll put them to work, and it'll show some love. Preborn.org slash wretched. How would you like to be considered the second smartest person on the planet behind this guy? It was, a, it was, a, it was, it was. Okay, maybe that was a bad example. But what I'm trying to say is becoming an ongoing monthly gospel partner is one of the wisest decisions you'll ever make. Gospel Partners Media is a 501c3 nonprofit, meaning all financial gifts are tax deductible. But other than that, why should you consider becoming an ongoing monthly gospel partner? Simple, because it's your gifts that help us create compelling gospel-centered content that 
that reach millions of people all over the world. And we're members in good standing with the ECFA, the financial accountability folks who audit our books yearly to keep us transparent and accountable to our gospel partners. And 83% of every dollar you give goes directly to ministry. So would you prayerfully consider partnering with us at Gospel Partners Media? Just visit wretched.org slash donate to get complete details. We think it's one of the wisest investments you can make. Wretched.org slash donate. Names of God. We learn a lot about God from the names given to Him in Scripture. One name is Jehovah Jireh. God will provide. When we were dead in sin and unrighteousness, God provided the righteousness He requires in Jesus Christ, our substitute. If God has provided for our salvation, how much more is He able to meet our daily needs? This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. You keep using the word. I don't think it means what you think it means. This is Wretched Radio. CPAC just took place. This is when conservatives get together to do some strategizing about the next election. Everybody got to speak. Who's anybody? Governor DeSantis from Florida. I like that guy. He's honest. He's straightforward. He's pro-citizen. You got to like that concept. It used to be that way in America. You can you can go watch some YouTube videos from like the 80s, and you'll see that attitude. Governor DeSantis has it, and he spoke at the CPAC conference not exactly sure that if I were his scriptwriter, I would have let this one out the door talking about the full armor of God. Quote, such an effort to fight back would require people to put on that full armor of God to stand firm against the left's schemes. You'll be met with flaming arrows, but the shield of faith will stop them. Well, I, uh, I appreciate the allusion to Ephesians chapter 6. I'm just not exactly sure that that's what Paul was intending to tell us how to endure when liberal politicians come up with wacky ideas. I do suspect, however, it had a little something more to do with spiritual warfare that we put on the full armor of God so that we do not buy lies. That's the context. And for the record, did I mention I like the governor? It's just because taking issue with the fact that his interpretive process seems to be a little bit broader than the application that is restricted in the actual text doesn't mean I'm a fascist. It just means that I care about how the Bible's interpreted. You're a liberal fascist. So, sorry, thank you. (laughs) I'm a tool for the mainstream media, or, or so I've been told. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of liberal Democrats. Sorry, wrong translation. It would be the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, against the rulers of the darkness of the age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, keep up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. You could rightly say, wait a second. Doesn't the devil use political wiles? Absolutely he does. I'm just saying the verse (laughs) doesn't tell me that's what Paul was after, which is why I would encourage you, please get a MacArthur Study Bible. Read the entire New Testament, one book at a time, any order you want, at your own pace, but read every single footnote as you go. Be strong in the Lord 
and in the power of his might. Footnote. Ultimately, the Democrats' power over Christians... I'm sorry. I thought I'd wash my glasses. Ultimately, Satan's power over Christians is already broken, and the great war is won because of Jesus Christ. However, in life and earth battles of temptation go on regularly. The Lord's power, the strength of his spirit, and the force of biblical truth are required for victory. And then you put on the full armor of God, spiritual defense, to hold on to your positions while under attack. Now, these are theological attacks, not political assaults. Wiles, this is the Greek word for schemes, carrying the idea of cleverness, crafty methods, cunning, and deception. Satan's schemes are propagated through the evil world system over which he rules and we are, and are carried out by demon hosts. It's an all-encompassing, inclusive, every sin, immoral practice, false theology, false religion, and worldly enticement. That's the import of the text. So, did I mention I like the Governor DeSantis? So you're not a liberal fascist. Oh, well, I, I can neither confirm nor deny <laughs> that statement. How am I supposed to be a tool of mainstream media if you try to get me to tell the truth about Everything. What I'm trying to do. <laughs> Here's the deal. I don't have time to be a liberal fascist. I'm too busy working for the Illuminati. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. Apparently, you know, you've got a manner. Everybody has mannerisms. And it would appear that if you go back, I don't know, a few hundred episodes on Wretched TV, I used to like to put my pointer finger and my thumb together. Oh. To, you know, that, that symbol. Apparently, it has something to do with the Shriners throwing hard candy, the Masonic Lodge, or the Illuminati. Something. <laughs> Apparently, I'm trying to persuade people to worship the devil with that gesture. And to those folks who think that, I would say, okay. <laughs> Most sinful states in America announced for 2022. This is going to be a fascinating survey, isn't it? Why? Because, well, frankly, I get it. Some states, they maybe have more vices. but the, And this is interesting, but this is by no means any sort of indicator about the behavior of Christians or even most people in general. I get it. They consume more alcohol. They do more gambling. There's more smoking going on. But I don't know that they included pornography consumption. But let's not be confused into thinking that if you don't happen to be in one of the top 10 most sinful states, that you're not surrounded by a whole bunch of sinners who need the gospel. Jimmy, would you like to guess the first state? What order they came in? Uh, yes. Go ahead. You want me to, oh, you want me to get... Um, yeah. Los Angeles, California. That would be, well, that's city and state. California is number two. Oh, state, state. Yeah, state. Okay. New York. Nope. New York is actually, New York is number 13. Huh. I know, me too. Wow. Isn't it funny you're picking liberal states? <laughs> Washington. <laughs> Washington. It came in at number 11. Wow. Think gambling. Oh, Las Vegas, yeah. Nevada. Yeah. That's it. Ah. Yeah, Florida is number four. What? 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 How can a lot of Bible Belt states here? Florida was number four. Louisiana number five. 
Six is Tennessee. Eight. I don't believe any. Jimmy, that. Hold on. Let me pretend to tear this up here. Hold on. One second. Just give me a second to get the prop ready. I don't believe it. Georgia's number eight. This cannot possibly be. South Carolina, number nine. I'm not sure this, any of this is worth believing. Nevertheless, we've also got our top 10 less sinful states. Jimmy, would you like to know the least sinful state? I would. Go ahead and guess. The least sinful state? Yeah. Texas. See, I would have gone with Utah. Yeah. Tex- no, Texas was way up on the other end of the spectrum. Texas was way high. Wow. I, I don't know if they were top 10, but they were somewhere up there. So they, they, they were, they're not the purest nation in the country rhode island no no all right think a place not as many people although it's growing really fast i've heard that boise is the fastest growing city oh idaho oh did i uh, you gave it yes, away Jim, well done you got it 49 is wyoming and then <laughs> the midwest apparently doesn't have a lot of sinners 41 is Nebraska, 43 is North Dakota, 44 is Minnesota, 46 is Iowa, 47 is South Dakota. All right. For whatever that's worth, yeah, I guess some states consume more alcohol. Wisconsin! But that doesn't mean that people are somehow purer in another area. Everybody has sin. We have a tendency, I think, to look back at the Victorian age and think, oh, well, there was less sinning going on then. Um... Probably kept from public view, but hearts were certainly the same. And incidentally, speaking of Victorian days, we'll go looking for some some show to watch. And I sure wish that they'd let you screen by rating because we've discovered that there's even PG-13 shows that are like, what are they doing there? It's just unbelievable what we think is acceptable for a 13-year-old. So we'll just sometimes forget to take a look at the rating and we'll just see the picture. And it's like, oh, it's one of those period pieces. Let's go watch. Let's go check the trailer out for that. Click the trailer and it's set in Victorian England. And it's body and sexual. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And then we look at the rating and realize, no, we shouldn't have even watched the trailer on this deal. Why do we have to take those movies from back then and make them filthy? Oh, yeah, I forgot because that gets more eyeballs. Were those people sinning back then? Of course they were. Was there less sinning? Probably because of the curb of culture that kept them from sinning. But make no mistake about it, if the brakes were off, they'd go speeding on a highway to hell. Because we love our sin. That is true all across the 50 states. We love our sin. We love the flesh. We love listening to the world system. We love buying the lies because they allow us to do the things that we want to do. So if you happen to live in the Midwest where people apparently don't sin as much, don't deceive yourselves. They need the gospel a lot, especially people in Wisconsin and Iowa. Now, I'm just, I'm just saying that objectively, not as a former Minnesotan. <clears throat> Please send your Midwestern emails to Jimmy at Wretched Radio. Please don't. Dot discombobulate. <laughs> and until tomorrow, go serve your king. <laughs>